The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now, your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, Heckma Harrison, and Newey Scruggs. Ah, we in the Players' Lounge going up. On a is Tuesday. It? Yeah, you is know where the camera is. You know your is angle. Is that Work your angle. Is that? Work <laughs> your angle because sometimes, <laughs> hey, when you hold, hold your drink up, you got your, your pinky finger up. This is a player's lounge. This is what I know. Yeah, okay. that, that's what he knows. That's what LSU. I know. What? <laughs> No Toledo? No. Nah, that's exclusive. Scotch and soda. <laughs> Whatever that is. Scotch you know, and soda. Let's hey, go. you know what it is. It's the Players Lounge. You are now rocking with the best. I'm Heckma Harrison. And at the desk, per usual, are my compadres, mm-hmm. Danny McCray with his LSU alum shirt on, and my man, Barry Church, in the place to be. The Players Lounge sponsored by Tostitos, the official chip and dip of the Dallas yes, Cowboys. Sir. And <clears throat> fellas, we got so much to get into, man. It's going to be a good show. Raise good. your hand if you beat the Cowboys. Boy, as a win. Ah, that's me. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he don't get to raise it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got Last week, last week was National Check on the Dallas Cowboy Fan Day. <laughs> it was. It but was. it's different today, though. Oh, it's good. It's, 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 it's different today, though. It's good today. But look, I'm going to start this off like I always start this off. We're going to do the wellness check. Okay. I'm going to tell you, check on your people, all right? Y'all tell me what's going on, man. How you feeling? Tell me something good. Hey, listen, this is how you know I love y'all, okay? Because my daughter had a 104 last night, okay? So Oof. we up all night, yeah, and then she couldn't dude. go to school today. So I just I threw this on. I was like, I'm going to go do the players' lounge, all right? She's feeling better right now. Okay. Nice. Went up, take it down, back down. But then it just it, went back up right before I left. Okay. So I'm going to walk back into a little show. Yeah. But, okay. you know, I get I get a little time to step away, come talk about the Cowboys. And oh, all good, man. We're going to make it do what it yeah, do, yeah, yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah, the babies. Yeah, yeah. We want the babies to be well. This yeah. is the season. I don't know what's in the air. I don't know what's going on. But, hey, like my like the old people say, make sure you take some castor oil. No, DC, no, what's up with you? Uh, well, first and foremost, you know, hope Zoe feels better out there. The temperature, that's that's scary when you're dealing with yes, little sir. ones out there. So hopefully she feels better. But from my standpoint, man, mentals is good. Mentals, mentals is, good. is good right now, man. It's a beautiful day, not too hot on. Hoodie season, as you can see. So yeah. we're doing good. We're doing good out here, man. Our gravy, man. I tell you what, I'm good. Okay. We know well, you we know. good. I'm we know good. you good. Know. <laughs> I'm good, dog. I'm good. Listen, um, I'm a, as far as mentals is concerned, man. Hey, man, I'm, I'm living somebody else's life. Don't pinch me. All right, just maybe, <laughs> maybe keep doing my thing. I'm telling you, whatever my essence is afraid to. Thank you, because uh, it's all good. Listen, man, my Cowboys yesterday they took care of business. They did. Mm-hmm. They, they did. took care of business, they and yeah. you know. The days leading up to the Monday night was Cowboys this, Cowboys that, yuck, 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 ha, ha, ha. You know, the Dak Prescott, the defense, the whole nine. We needed to right the ship. And the vibes just from the beginning. When I saw him fighting on the sidelines, I thought, oh, we in the building. <laughs> Somebody out there with an Oak Cliff mentality. It's my name. Somebody surprised me. I was like, yo, you know, Somebody got to go. smooth, though. That boy, I'm telling you. I'm so happy he didn't break it. I was you know. I'm just having that man to break his hand. Because I'm telling you, I see too many people do that. But, man, immediate reaction, I mean, it was a nail-biting game. Wasn't as close, you know, as close as I wanted to be. Mistakes were made. But when you needed the Cowboys to, to create some separation, they finally did. 
We got so much to talk about this offense, defense, everything. But, guys, I just want to know immediate reactions after the game or during the game. BC, I'll start with you. Well, I'll wait, you know, to just to get into the, you know, coordinators and all that yeah. good stuff. We're just going to dive straight into what we saw out there on Monday, yesterday. Look, man, from, from just initial reaction going into and looking at that game, I'm going to be honest. It, it, to me, it boiled down to one thing. Usually, it, it's not that. Usually, you know, you go into football games, there's a whole many different factors on what happened in this game. This is how that team won. There's all these different factors. But to me, this game was really simple, and it boiled down to one simple thing. Dak Prescott outplaying my boy Justin Herbert. Yep. That That's what it came down to, in my opinion. I mean, when you look at it, I get on Dak Prescott, and rightfully so. The man, last year, threw 15 interceptions. Last week, threw three interceptions. So I, I'm, I get on the man. But when credit is due, I got to give that man credit. He went out there, and for the first time in the last two years, I could say, at least in my opinion, that man put this team on his shoulders. Yep. Sim- simple as that. I don't care which, how you want to break it down. When you look at what the Cowboys were able to do offensively, it wasn't something where it was like this play call. This 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 just drew it up perfect for Dak Prescott. All he has to do is throw the football there, and it's a completion, and that's how we're going to move the football. If you look at all the chunk plays that happened in that game, Dallas Cowboys-wise, they were made from Dak Prescott improvising, right. using his legs out there. The biggest play of the game, in my opinion, a Tony Pollard play, what happened on that situation? The pocket collapsed. He sh- could have been sacked, in my opinion. Should have probably should have been sacked. What did he do? Duck, dodge around. I don't know. He got out of there somehow. <laughs> Scrambling. Saw Pollard. Threw the ball across his body to Pollard. And Pollard did the rest. But to me, that's what Dak Prescott was doing all game. He put this team on his shoulders, scrambling with the football, was able to find receivers, extend plays out there. And to me, that was the difference. It was the two quarterbacks. It came down to it. Was Mike? Um, we'll get into the play call in a little bit later. But when it came down to it, these two quarterbacks were the difference maker. Dak Prescott made the plays, made the throws, either the throws or his legs. He was able to do that. And Justin Herbert simply didn't able to do it. And, that, and that's my guy too. That's yeah. my guy. I think you know. I think very highly of Justin Herbert. But he didn't come to play at all. And that's what I was saying when it comes to him why he's not in that upper echelon it's because when it comes down to clutch time what Joe Burrow what Mahomes even Josh Allen I'll put him in that category when they're able to do in those clutch situations separates them from the rest of them Herbert had that opportunity to go out there two minutes left Mm -hmm. one timeout to go out there and at least get him in field goal range. You didn't even need a touchdown. Right. Field goal range. And he wasn't able to do that. He threw that interception, and that's squarely on Justin Herbert because he had options out there. He had options out there. Even that sack when um, Parsons came in and took that sack on second down, I believe, yes. he had Eckler wide open mm-hmm. over there. Scott free. He didn't read the play. That was on him, in my opinion. So when you look at this game, the coordinators, I believe, washed themselves out. When you talk about Kellen, Mike McCarthy, I think they both called a really good game. Defensively, Dan Quinn put a wrinkle in there that I thought would get exposed when you put 14 in there, mm-hmm. but he balled out. Oh, he did his yeah, thing. Yeah. Marquise Bell did his thing, and he basically neutralized Eckler out there. Anytime you saw Eckler with the rock, 14 was right there to get him. So I believe Dan Quinn and even my guy Staley, who usually would throw the game away somehow, <laughs> some way, he came to play defensively. I mean, they held this this team to 20 points when they've been giving up 25 for the entire season. So even they came to play. To me, what this boiled down to was the quarterbacks, and I got to give credit where credit is due. Dak Prescott went out there, and he played himself a hell of a game. D-Mac, tell me something. Yeah, mine's going to be a lot shorter than that, okay? <laughs> All right, because, because I'm with Barry. I think, I think the key and what I saw from this game was 
when the Cowboys have 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 a spark, right? They have something that 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 entices them to say, "All right, we have something to fight for." Mm-hmm. Then they are a different team. Okay, you come out the first uh, the first game of the season, you got something to fight for. You got a point to prove against the New York Giants, right? And you want to keep on rolling. You lose that fight, mm-hmm. right? When you lose to San Francisco, right? All right, you play on Monday, thankfully, and you get to see that San Francisco and. The Philadelphia Eagles lose Ooh, the game. Yeah. So what do you say? All right, this is not only a get-right game. This is a get-back-in-the-race game. Yeah. All right, so now you have more to go play for. And they came out, and they looked like they had more to play for. One person specifically on offense looked like they had something to prove. Dak Prescott. And yes, what we've been saying yes, for the last two years, the key to success for this offense and Dak to be successful is to be able to have confidence in using his legs. Because if he doesn't, mm-hmm. then they don't look the same. Right. <laughs> he looks th- – this game, because I don't want to, you know, <laughs> uh, overreact to Tuesday exactly, exactly, and say it's going to yeah. be this way all the yeah. time. But we have seen him t- so far this season get more and more comfortable using his legs. Okay. Yeah. And that is the only way for us to be successful as we want to be on offense because that's what he's always been. Mm-hmm. He's been an athletic quarterback who gets out on the edge and extend plays and gets guys the balls in positions to where they can then go score the football. All right? And Dak did that. So, on that side, absolutely 100% mm-hmm. great. Defensively, the guy who has been the most consistent for us in the run game is 90. Yeah. Demarcus Lawrence is 90. Who's the tone setter for you in the run game? Demarcus Lawrence. Yep. And he is going to show up every time. When we talk about like getting out physical stuff like that, mm-hmm. person I'm not talking about in that situation is Demarcus Lawrence. Because he always has showed up and throughout this entire season. He went out there and set the tone against them in the running game again. So what am I seeing? Two big-time leaders who have been here, done it before, stepping up when they knew they had something to play for, and they went out there and got it done, right? And, and, and I'm going to get this to Dak, too. That man threw some big-time passes. Not, not all caught. Because that score could have been way different than it was. But he came out this week, and we talked about the uh, the deep ball, and he wasn't throwing it right and all that stuff. He came out this week, and he looked like a guy who was throwing for 5,000 yards and 40 yeah. touchdowns. and He looked like that guy. Mm-hmm. So hopefully you can keep that up. We do know that this was, you know, just to put a little tamper on, this was a bad defense. Yeah, throw some context. Yeah, <laughs> throw some context. There it is. No, 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 just that. But I'm saying, but I'm saying, listen, if Dak uses his legs, our defense plays that way, where he can get out and extend, extend plays and then uh, give our defense rest, I, I think that you are able to compete with any team in the league. If you don't, then you got a problem when See, you play against nobody. Teams. Nobody's been harder on Dak, or at least criti- more critical of Dak in those times where he hadn't risen to the occasion. And to see you two, two former players, give him his props on a game that I feel the same way as you. BC, he put the team on his shoulders he when he needed to. You've been begging. You've been begging, asking for Dak to do it with his legs. Got to. You've been asking him. Mm-hmm. You know, don't be just a pocket passer. Get out, move. They need you to do more. Offensive line-wise, we had so many guys playing musical chairs. How do you help this offensive line? And he helped his own offensive line, even though he was sacked five times, by getting out in space Scramble. and creating with his yep. legs and throwing that that one to Pollard, the other one um, that he, he made to Cooks. But this is where I want to get to this wide receiver group. Because coming into this game, everybody wants to know, where the hell is the wide receiver group? Mm-hmm. We saw the last game versus the 49ers, CeeDee Lamb standing away from the whole team on the bench. We've been asking, I was asking, where is Brandon Cooks? What's happening with Brandon Cooks? Because we hadn't seen mm-hmm. the production there. This game, I think you see it come full circle. Look, for, for CeeDee Lamb, seven catches, 117 yards. That's, I mean, no tutties, but still – 
that's the big game that you oh, expected yeah. him to have. D-Mac, when you were watching the game and just the production that you got from the, the receiver skill position room, were you satisfied with that? Or was there still something left to be desired in your mind once the, once the game ended? Man, listen, for me, I was satisfied just because of what we hadn't seen mm -hmm. in, the, in, the, in the previous games. From what we know Brandon Cooks and CeeDee Lamb can do, I'm not satisfied because I know that Brandon Cooks can do more. And when you throw okay. him the ball <laughs> – we see that he's mm -hmm. going to make that type of stuff happen. When you get C.D. Lamb the ball and he feels included in the game, you see what type of stuff he makes happen. Michael Gallup, I think he'll – I don't know. I think <laughs> Look, come on, tell me. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. He, he has some opportunities to make yeah, some big-time plays, even yeah. though he did he did catch some balls, uh, some footballs from Dak. He has some opportunity to make some really big plays and set himself apart as possibly the number two guy mm -hmm. and the number one deep threat on this squad. He, I don't think he took advantage of that opportunity, but – he catches those passes. You continue to feed uh, um, CeeDee Lamb and uh, Brandon Cooks. Then I'll be satisfied because I know what the result is going to be because all three of those dudes can ball. Yeah, uh, when, you, when you talk about satisfaction um, from that receiving core, I'm not quite there just yet. I'm not quite there just yet because even though you got to throw some context on it, that defense and that secondary is literally the worst in all of football. Right? I mean, I think they're ranked 32nd or 31st against the pass. So when you throw some context on it, you would like to see maybe a little bit more from those receivers, especially in the second half. But to me overall, this Dak Prescott got the most out of his receivers. I, I'll give him that much. I think Dak Prescott set himself aside from the rest of the squad as far as putting them on his shoulders and making sure they get the job done. Um, but when you look at it, there were still plays in there where these receivers, they, the separation wasn't just there. I mean, it, it took Dak Prescott out there extending the plays, running around back there, in the pocket, buying time for those guys to get open out there, and he was feeding them the football. What I would like to see going forward, and maybe it's just nitpicking here and there, yeah. but I would like to see them drop back, five-step drop, hit that, that foot on the back, Release it. The receiver got separation right there. Not, oh man, let me let me buy some time for these guys to go ahead and get Absolutely. open because they have the ability to do so, especially a CD Lamb. And I think it's more about the other receivers. I think CD Lamb can get that separation. We saw it out there yesterday. And I think it's more about the secondary receivers getting those options as well. Talking about B Cooks and, and Gallup getting that separation out there. So for the most part. Did I like what I saw from this offense? Yes, but I loved what I seen from Dak Prescott even more. You know, I, I think Brandon Cooks, going back to my critique last week versus him, against him, was just we came into the season expecting so much from him. Yeah. We were asking, we were saying, you were saying, the 1A, 1B as far as the number one receiver, and we hadn't seen that. Mm -hmm. uh, we hear Dak in the, the um, afterwards talking about Brandon Cooks and his leadership and how he's been from day one. Great locker room guy, but you want to see the production. And the Dallas Cowboys offense needs a playmaker. Mm -hmm. They need a guy to be that when the chips are down, we can go to you, yeah. all right? This The whole stadium know you're about to get the ball, but you're going to get the ball anyway. Finally, Cooks emerges as that reception, a receiver that can move the chains, and then you get, you get my man, CeeDee Lamb, who is then making bigger plays, stretching the field, mm -hmm. double, triple team. Michael Gallup, I'm just going to say it. I don't know. ACL, I've never had an ACL, so I don't know what that is like. But I just don't see the speed that I've seen in him before. Okay? And maybe it's just going to be one of those things that maybe he could be that piece for us in as the season goes mm -hmm. further, that he could start to be that. But the other disappointing thing for me, guys, and y'all, I pounded the table for this tight end group. We're just not getting enough production. 
Shows from my tight end room. <laughs> I'm going to say, Louie not sitting here now. Yeah, Louie, I hope you're listening. I, I don't care what nobody says. I, you can't tell me. And I'm not saying we should have paid the dude 15, 16, whatever he was asking. The, my point is, you're missing a guy like Dalton Schultz in the passing game. Hmm, Running game, I, you know, I, I don't know about that. I think you could probably make up for it, though. But in the passing game, Dak Prescott not having that outlet when he's in <laughs> trouble, and then also just having a guy that's able to read zones, get open in spots, run the seam, and, and you're going to automatically catch the ball. Like, you know Dalton Schultz is going to catch the ball, right. and he's a red zone threat. It's no – it's no – there's no um, confusion here of of the missing link. One of the big missing links of like why our uh, red zone offense is not the way it used to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dalton Schultz was a man in the red zone who you were going to find. And he was going to score touchdowns, and you don't have it. And we haven't been able to make up for that. Let me let okay. me ask you let me ask you this, uh, Barry, because you, you <clears throat> we've talked about Mike McCarthy's offense, mm-hmm. good, bad, ugly. It's a lot to digest because you don't know what it was going to look like prior to the season. But now that you're getting an opportunity to look at it, there are some areas of it that you just like, okay, mm-hmm. we got to work on that. Yeah. All right? yeah. <laughs> and there's some other areas of it that you're like, okay, I like that. When you said then, now that this sample size that you've had going into the bye week and you've you've looked, you've seen Mike's offense, what are your initial thoughts, man? Like, and even going through the rest of the season with this offense? No, they're in trouble. Yeah. Um, I believe they're in trouble. When you talk about making sure this offense can hold its own against the better teams in the National Football League. I mean, I just don't think or I haven't seen so far this season that they're able to do that. I mean, we've seen when they win against a good team and a good defense with the 49ers, what happened? They weren't able to move the ball at all, turn the football over. When you win against Arizona, who I'm not going to sit here and say they have a great defense or anything like that, but when you got to the red zone, you weren't able to push it in. Here again, two and four in the red zone. Two and four. That's what I say. This week they were two and four in the red zone. To me, that's not going to get it cut going forward. Okay. So, did he improve as far as creativity? Yes, I will say that because that read option play for Dak's first touchdown. I got to give full credit to Mike McCarthy. He's the one that dialed it up and called it in there. Dak made the play. Kudos to that. That rail or that uh, wheel route for Tony Pollard that should have been a touchdown. You know, Dak missed him on the overthrow. That was a heck of a call. But outside of that, the majority of the production from this offense came from broken plays. And it came from Dak Prescott scrambling around, extending plays, making sure his receivers had time to get open. If we're just going to sit back and three-step drop, five-step drop, get the ball out, this offense ain't moving the football. I mean, we've seen that. They're not moving the football. It's taking Dak to put the team on their shoulders as far as extending plays for them to have some offensive production. So in my mind, I'm thinking I haven't seen it quite yet, but I believe they're in trouble going forward. And then I take my what I said back about them wide receivers. Michael got 10 targets? Yes. Yeah. 10 targets. You got three catches for 24 yards? That's I didn't, I didn't want that, to. That ain't, I take it back. I'm sitting there looking. Cooks, okay, four for four. Four targets, four catches, 36 why, yards. Why only four, though? That's what that's what gets, that's that's what's puzzling to me. That's the question. And I think it comes down to the play call, and that's why I say you know I believe they're in trouble. But yeah, those wide receivers. I mean, that, that's ridiculous. Ten targets. Yeah. And, you three, and it ain't like you're going against Revis. You no. ain't going against Diggs or somebody out there. This was the worst pass defense in the National Football League. I think I think to that tight end room, I think the issue that you're having is you ain't found nobody who can attack the seams yet. Mm-mm. Like it was, they gave it to Hendershot. Uh, uh, Hendershot, you dropped <laughs> and it. And then Schoolmaker dropped it. Yeah. And then Michael Gallup got out there. So you're still trying to find somebody who can attack the middle of the field. And I think that's a huge issue. If it's me, I'm no offensive coordinator. Brandon Cooks is running deep overs at least five or six times a game. How have we not seen he that? Is, he is clearing out the zone or the man. If it's man-to-man, I'm throwing it to him every time on a deep over route. 
I'm lining up in in, in trips closed. <laughs> he's mm-hmm. lining up as a number three guy. And he's running a deep over. C.D. Lamb is running either the seam or or dig. And we're gonna find out yeah. if these guys are playing man to man. Who can one keep up with these guys? And then you gotta also stop them from making the catch. Like I'm just putting that type of pressure on them, especially if you need one of those chunk plays. Yeah. They he did draw it up to where. There was some good opportunities to hit the seam routes. The, the route that he drew up for uh, Cooks, knowing that he had that speed to bring him all the way across, and that mm-hmm. perfect, perfect, uh, perfectly placed uh, football. Doing um, that touchdown? Yo, touchdown. That, was, that was Perfectly that was placed football. That was but time. you take advantage of a guy like Cook Speed, mm-hmm. right? And the ability to say, all right, even if he's still step-to-step with him, you put the ball there, he's going to catch you, all right? Because he's proven that he can do that over, uh, over, his, over his career. So... I, I don't know, man, about yeah. the, the Gallup thing. Like, I know you, you you have to continue to try to keep him in the game, right, and keep him involved. But I don't. I think it's a little skewed of like, okay, Ceedee Lamb should be getting the, getting the most number it, yeah. of targets, and then it should be Brandon Everybody Cooks, yeah. and then Gallup and the tight end should be, you know, in mm-hmm. that in that next area. And I think that's how you are, are successful. If not, those ten targets to where you know Dak is scrambling and all that because you're yeah. not utilizing Brandon Cooks' speed and Ceedee Lamb's ability to run routes and catch balls. That's when you start to get yourself in trouble. Mm-hmm. Cowboy Nation, how y'all feel? <laughs> so good. But I'm not so. with church, though. <laughs> so, you said all the receivers or just that one? No, no. no, no oh, just, okay. I, said, I said, you know, CeeDee Lamb, when I talk about separation okay. and stuff, he's he okay. by himself. Right, okay, okay. The rest of these guys? Come yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't nah, know nah, that, nah, but I was, hold on. I'm, 10 I'm, I'm still for Cooks, okay? I'm just saying. I'm still, you, he was 4-4. Four four four. Four. He was 4-4-4. Four four four. And you yeah. throw the man the football. It's proven, though. Like, this yeah. stuff is proven. He ain't coming off no injury or yeah, nothing. Facts. If That's you facts. throw him the ball, he's yeah. going to catch said football. Like, it, it's, it, like there's nothing that proves otherwise mm-hmm. when it comes to Cook, no matter what team he's been on. So, I don't believe that him coming here, all of a sudden, he's not that guy. Yeah. Like, I, I can't. If you, you would be a fool to think that Amari Cooper was that guy when he was here if you go out there and watch Cleveland because yeah. he ain't that guy. Yeah. Give him an opportunity to get the ball. Mm-hmm. No, we're going to see. Uh, but I'm not going to miss an opportunity to talk about this defense coming up next on the Players' Lounge. We got to talk about it at the whole picture. All right? We got to mm-hmm. talk about, no, y'all, DQ, you man. All right? So keep it real because yeah, this is the Players' the Lounge main. coming up next. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code COWBOYSVIP. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code COWBOYSVIP. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. To kick off the 2023 NFL season, Hugo Boss teamed up with the NFL and Micah Parsons to launch an iconic apparel collection featuring hoodies, crews, t-shirts, polos, joggers, and more. The bold, unique apparel of the Boss NFL collection unites football and fashion while reflecting what it truly means to be a boss. 
Get yours today at nflshop.com slash Hugo Boss, at hugoboss.com, and at Boss Retail Stores. Hashtag be your own boss. We got big personalities. We got big hair, big belt buckles. We got fans all across this big state and enemies in every other one. We even got a big star on the 50-yard line. Smirnoff knows football is a wee thing, an experience that is best enjoyed together. With good drinks and good folks home or away, we rally together, we cry together, and we always rally cry together because, most of all, we got big love for them boys. Smirnoff, we do game days. Please drink responsibly. Back to the Players' Lounge. I love the players last. <laughs> Come on out to AT&T Stadium on February 24th for the Monster Energy AMA Supercross Championship Series. Watch the world's best two-wheel racers converge for one night of nonstop action. Enjoy unprecedented access to the sport's biggest stars with an up close view of their race bikes and team rigs at FanFest. Tickets are now on sale at SeatGeek.com, the official ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium. Back in action here on the Players' Lounge. Nui Scruggs is stuck in traffic. Mm, 35. Still 35 somewhere. I don't know. He hates <laughs> so much. He <laughs> might still be in there. <laughs> Nui. Nui. Hey, Nui be, be, wait a minute. <laughs> I, I would say Nui's going to be back tomorrow, but it don't, tomorrow don't matter because he, he will be back here He'll on the lounge. He'll be on the lounge. You're going to be on the break. You're going to be on the break, and you're going to be talking cowboys. You go okay? Can you get? You gonna be all right? That's the nine a.m. That's it. But then it gives me the rest of the day. I get to swing the swing. Oh wait, I'm still gonna be on here with a Harrison. All right, hold on. Nikki Harrison gonna be on there? Nah, Nikki Harrison. Wait, hold on. I see on the invite. My bad. Who gonna be on the break with me? There you go. There you go. Oh, me, Derek. Oh, Nick. Nick Harris. No, this says Nikki Harrison on this. Oh, okay. Well, you know they mixing the Nick. Yeah, okay. Up. Nick There's a Harris, lot of Nicks in the building. Nick Harris. Daniel, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, Someone yeah. there with a Harrison. Yeah. Y'all ain't gonna let me get away from this. Yeah, no, not, not at all. <laughs> You're surrounded. First of you, all, Nikki's on all the invites because she sets uh, uh, the schedule. Look, uh, CB, look, so. CB gonna take her for yeah. some. My bad. My bad. Oh, first, of all. <laughs> first of all, this is it's a rich person argument. Right? Oh, hey, man. back in action here on the Players' Now's Danny McCray, Barry Church in the building. After a victory, it was a lot said last week. It was a lot said last week. Do we get a chance to address any of the elephants in the room? Yeah, Justin well, Herbert, you know. I thought you was going another route because I you know, know you were happy to know the other team lost in the, in the division. Are you, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> are you happy to know? Couldn't wait. The other boys. That's the first thing I thought he was going to say. Coming in. The other boys. I thought the show that was going to be the first word. Wait a minute. Hold on. Coming to the podium right now. <laughs> on our first and second, first installment of Other Boys. <laughs> Danny McCray, please approach the mic. <laughs> hey, that's, that's tough, man. That's tough. I ain't going to lie. That's that's tough. Tough. That's you going to save for the end? Hey, don't, don't, don't pull a new one. I was going to even mess with his dog. All right. Hey, I'm all right. I'm okay. Hey. Justin, hey Herb, we came into this came into this match thinking that 
Herbert obviously would have a big day, needed to have a big day yeah. uh, after a bye week uh, with his injured hand, all of that. The Cowboys defense did a really good job up front containing the run mm-hmm. and also, hey, it wasn't perfect. It wasn't a perfect effort, but also containing those wide receivers for uh, the Chargers. Guys, y'all got to tell me, it's two former safeties and Dallas Cowboy veterans. What did you guys think about the defensive performance, Barry? Um, when you talk about this defense, I if we're giving them a letter grade, I would give them a B plus. You okay. know, I feel as though um, Dan Quinn and those boys, they did a heck of a job out there. The wrinkles that he was able to throw in there against a high-powered offense like the L.A. Chargers, um, was was immaculate. I mean, if you look at it, Marquise Bell, we talked about a little bit earlier, but he had a hell of a game out there. You're talking about a guy where last week I was talking about when he came in the game, they looking at worst 14. We running right. straight at 14. That man had a great must have had a great week of practice and came in there ready to go because against the run and the pass, he was on it. I mean, they were, they were he was on it. You see the run up the middle going straight at him. He's dipping blocks and getting in there, making plays at the line of scrimmage or TFL. So the man was doing his thing, and when you talk about neutralizing Eckler, he, he was the sole cause of that. I mean, that guy, hey, we saw that how many times Eckler hit a screen pass or go out in the flat, and he's taking it for 60. Marquise Bell did his thing out there. So, in that regard, I got to give big props to Dan Quinn putting that wrinkle in there and Marquise Bell doing his thing. Now, when you talk about Kellen Moore out there in this offense, I feel like Kellen Moore called a heck of a game. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Okay. I feel like he called a heck of a game. When you look at it, and you look at the All-22, not just looking at, oh, man, okay. let me look at these stats. Right, okay. You're looking at the All-22. He was drawing up some things now. He, oh, yeah. it, like I said earlier, it came down to the quarterback. And that's where I'm going to have this because that was the difference between both sides. When you look about the Cowboys and the, and, the, and the Chargers, what was the difference? Dak was able to make those throws, was able to make those plays in big-time situations. Herbert wasn't. That simple as that. When you look at those plays that Kellen had drawn up, he missed two wide-open double moves from Keenan Allen, one in the first half and one in the second half. That's Herbert not making the throw. That, that's that's all that comes down to. It ain't like he was getting pressured because you could look at the tape; he was wide open. But Barry, I, I, I watched enough, enough of Herbert to have seen him not miss those throws. That's why I asked you the question off air. Do you think, and even though it's his other hand, and I'm not giving this man any excuses, mm-hmm. Dan. I'm just telling you, he don't miss wide open like that. Now, listen, this is game after game, though. I, I know we don't want to put it on Kellen mm-hmm. and whatever, but there have been multiple games where in the last two minutes. It's, it's been on Herbert for not seeing the check or, or, or taking the sack, yeah. not seeing the th- whatever it is. That still then falls on your offensive coordinator True. and your quarterback. Yes. Like this is—I don't know if you can say that. I'm saying though. But I'm, this, this is a this is a consistent thing. What you want him to do? No, though? but I'm that's, saying, that's the thing. From team to team, this is a consistent. Like we had this issue when Kellen was here as an offensive coordinator with the same exact issues that are going on. L.A. that Kellen was supposed to fix. So, albeit uh, yeah, Justin Herbert did not play well. Mm-mm. Some of it still has to fall on Kellen. He he has always been great at calling plays. Mm-hmm. Like we we've never had an issue with him. Even when we would get on him about Dak, it was still Dak missing wide open well, guys yes. against the blitz. Kellen Moore is gonna call. That's why they call him Boy Wonder. Mm-hmm. It's situational football to where all right. If my quarterback has has a, has a history this year of not being able to hit certain throws and make the right decisions, what do I then call to make sure? that this doesn't happen. He hasn't been able to connect with Justin Herbert and get him to do that. Because mm-hmm. the same thing happened, two, I think it was two games ago before they went into their bye week, where they on like the 10-yard line, they got to go 90, or what, actually they got to go like 50 to get a field goal, mm-hmm. and they take two sacks. 
You come out this week, <laughs> Micah Parsons closes the game out on you. Right. The most important player on the squad closes the game out on you. For our defense, I think it shows that that Kyle Shanahan <laughs> uh, scheme mm-hmm. is a lot different than what you will see from the rest of the teams in the league. 14, Marquise Bell, looks totally different when you got to see the pullers and then recognize mm-hmm. the jet sweep and mm-hmm. do all that versus when you don't have all that eye candy in front of you and you just got to go out there and play football, right? right? You don't have to think. And I think when you're playing with a Dan Quinn defense and you got these young guys out here, you're playing into their hands when you don't try to fool them uh, with their responsibilities and a lot of ghost motions and stuff like that, just how to throw them off and slow them down and stuff. When you don't do that, this Dan Quinn defense is pretty much unstoppable because they have the athletes to get out there and play, and he always put the, puts them in the right position. Marquise Bell, if play on another team, you have no idea what he what he's going to be. But Dan Quinn can take guys like that and J. Ron Curse and all those guys and put them in the perfect position for them to utilize all of their skills. So I, I'm impressed by watching it. Um, but then we still have to figure out how when we do play those, physical, team, <laughs> those yeah. physical teams and those teams with the misdirection, how we just don't disappear when we play them. But for this, for this game, man, to hold that team to 17? Yeah, that's a hell of a performance. Because with the injuries that you yeah, got, that's it. That's where that's where I'm at right there with the injuries. And I wanted to see how they lined up without Leighton Van Der Esch, who was going to be. And so when I saw 14, I'm like, wait a minute, y'all got 14? Here's 215 mm-hmm. pounds. What are we yeah. doing? You know, I would Demond Clark. I was thinking maybe he would assume that role, but. Bell being the guy that was shooting the gap, the, 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 I was. mean, to me, that's, that says what you said. The guy obviously has had a good week of practice. That's also Dan Quinn reinforcing his belief in a guy like that. We laughed a little bit when he he was reinforcing his belief in Bland, mm-hmm. right? When he mm-hmm. said, you went back and looked at the All-22 and said, no, nah, Bland played pretty good. Bland also is somebody. Guys, he didn't he didn't have the best out, okay? There was, mm-hmm. there was a few plays that you could look at and go, hoo-hoo, if – you know, Herbert had connected there, then it would have been all on the second-year player. But other than that, he had a pretty decent game, man. What, what do you think about Deron Bland? Yeah, I, I think he had some rough moments against some really good receivers. Yes. Keenan Allen is top five in receivers right yeah. now. Especially numbers-wise, what he's able to do when he – he's 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 the guy, all right? So Deron Bland did struggle a little bit against him. But at the same time, he got his hands on two that I was like, okay, he's, he's about to get interceptions on these. So we know that he still has, one, that ability to get out there and forget those plays where mm-hmm. we saw him because some of them were really bad. But as DBs, you have to be able to forget that last play, get out there and play the next one. I think he'll continue to get better. We forget Bland – it was the first time starting well, getting in the game last year. Yeah. All right? So now he's all of a sudden assuming the starting position. He's looking at a guy like Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen's going to win against some guys. And he did that against De'Ron Bland. So I still have faith in the guy. One, you always need somebody who could turn the ball over on your defense. You always need one of those guys, a ball-hawking guy. And he's the number one ball-hawking guy on our defense right now with uh, Trayvon Diggs out. And, and that's why, from what both of you guys said, that's why I can't put this one on Kellen Moore. You guys both said basically – he hits Keenan Allen on two separate occasions where he's wide open. We yeah. talk about there's no one within 10 yards of Keenan. This ain't like he got to fit it in a tight window. Mm-hmm. There's no one within 10 yards of Keenan Allen. No rush in your face. And you still don't make those throws? Then we talk about the sack with Micah Parsons. Look, If you look at the tape, <laughs> the man is sta- – Austin Eckler is standing five yards in front of him with no one in sight. No one in sight. He decides to throw the football 
over there who Gilmore has that got strapped up. Now, was it coming to the pressure? Maybe. But I can't put that on Kellen Moore when he's drawing up plays and guys are scot-free. Because last year I didn't put it on Kellen Moore when he was drawing up plays and guys were scot-free. Yeah. Yet the decision from the quarterback was made. And who did I put that on? That's crazy. I know, but now it's like team to team. Because we saw Dak doing the same <laughs> stuff last year. And, like, and we was like, we was like what the heck the is Dak doing? Right. And, and that's then, why it comes down to the quarterback. I, but now he, now he took that same uh, voodoo <laughs> over there to L.A. We <laughs> all, the, the, guy, the guy, guy was like, right. <laughs> But how can you put that on Kellen? I, I, don't, I don't know what's going on with I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying it's traveling from team to yeah. team where the, 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 the monsters <laughs> seem to be getting these guys, getting these guys it's the same contagious. thing. Where, where you so like you're confused because you've seen Justin Herbert make these throws and make these right decisions, and now it's like, damn, I don't, I don't get he's not the same guy. Yeah. But he's, I mean, look, Justin Herbert, like I said plenty of times before, he, I believe, I believe in him. He's a great quarterback, or not great, he's a good quarterback. Mm -hmm. But we're not going to act like the previous years without Kellen Moore, he was just dicing boys up, and he was just out there making all these clutch moments. That, that's not the case at yeah, all. He has, he has he some a, clutch moments. Yeah, he has some, yeah, some I mean, clutch moments. He has some clutch moments, yeah, and that's yeah. what puts him in that elite moments. status. That's why he top five, because we've seen him do it. We've yeah, seen Justin Herbert in those You've seen him do it. Yeah, he has some yes. clutch moments, bro. On, I mean, with man. all the I mean, with all the yards. Hey, that's your boy. I ain't finna be defending oh, somebody. I, that's all you I, know what? I didn't defend what? him today. You know what? You right. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> he, defend him today. He throwing him under the bus so he can say he killing boy one. <laughs> you know what? All right. So we're gonna you know keep it a bit. Let's keep let's keep it hundred on it. Whose fault was it for that L for the for the Chargers? I'm gonna. I'm telling you. I'm, I'm gonna put that. Keep on it Herbert. Hot, uh, Herbert. Keep it a hundred. I'm putting on Herbert. Herbert? I, I, no, listen, I'm Herbert. listen, listen. Throws. I think Herbert did miss some throws. My my whole thing with Kellen is gonna always stay the same. When it whatever team he's on or or mm -hmm. being the offensive coordinator for, when it comes down to those type of moments, they are not moments where. But what you expect them to do? There's, there's I, I, two, I, under two minutes, one timeout. I, I, listen, they I, haven't sniffed it on the ground all game. He I, tried 25 times. They haven't yeah. sniffed it on the ground all game. So you want him to turn around under two minutes with one timeout, hand it off to Eckler for a two-yard game? I don't game? know what killer you, you got to be able to open up the playbook and throw the ball. Put the trust in your best player offensively, which is Herbert, and that's exactly what the coordinator but it, did. But every team's MO isn't to abandon the run in the two minutes. And even though, even though again, he, he had two minutes to go, he conserve your, your best plays, it seemed like in that second half period, they were just like, we can't we can't get the ball. We can't run the ball, so we're not going to run well, the ball. Well, that, well, that's, that, that is also a killing thing, though. Killing, killing will go away from so the we're run. Passing out blame. We're passing out blame, uh, and we're dissecting the game. Points in the second half, though. No, absolutely. I'm not. Are you no. like they just grew a skunk in the second no, half? No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm, I'm saying that that was a. That if, if it's 50-50, I'm gonna say 60-40. Okay, 60. I, I'm okay oh, with that. I'm 60-40. with that. Herbert 60, Kellen 40. And it may, and it may okay have with been that. with him abandoning a lot of the. I'm, I'm, ex I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay with 55-45. That's where you're going I'm to? just not okay with 100% Herbert, 0% Kellen Moore. Uh, maybe 30, 70. I'm, I'm okay with that, too. <laughs> From my point of view, yeah. it sounds he, like he you're saying that it's all on Herbert. No, no, it, oh, yeah. He got to get some of it. Okay. He, is, okay. he got to get some of it. I'm, I'm all right with that. I, I, I thought you were saying it all like, hey, Kellen, nah, Kellen did great. Herbert, it just, hey. <laughs> How you switch this around when we defending your guy? <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, like, look at it. When you look at it, the touchdowns that they scored, was it something immaculate that Herbert did? Like in Dak Prescott's situation, that was him. That wasn't the play called draw. That was him making those plays. When when they had to score, was it Herbert 
or was it a drawn up play? Because if you see it, you watch both of those scores. That was an offensive no, play Ke- that was called. Ke- Kellen Moore, was, to do exactly Kellen Moore that. was in his back as he usually is in the first part of, of the first part. Not, he yeah, always, you know he always has been a, a dude who can do. call these cyber plays and get guys over. We're going to take our last break because uh, I'm so confused right now. <laughs> I'm so confused. I don't know how you just flipped that around on us, but you did. <laughs> <All right. laughs> he flipped that around. And we're going to take our last break and be right back here on the Players' Lounge. What? I just don't know what y'all gonna... I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. Hi, I'm Danny McRae, Dallas Cowboys alumni player here with Smoothie King. And Smoothie King wants to ask you, what's that sound? That's the sound of you and everyone else absolutely loving new smoothie bowls from Smoothie King. And woo, me too. These smoothie bowls start with acai and pitaya and are handcrafted with fresh toppings like sliced bananas, sweet berries, crunchy purely Elizabeth granola, and a savory peanut butter drizzle. New smoothie bowls, only at Smoothie King, the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. To kick off the 2023 NFL season, Hugo Boss teamed up with the NFL and Micah Parsons to launch an iconic apparel collection featuring hoodies, crews, t-shirts, polos, joggers, and more. The bold, unique apparel of the Boss NFL collection unites football and fashion while reflecting what it truly means to be a boss. Get yours today at nflshop.com slash Hugo Boss, at hugoboss.com, and at Boss Retail Stores. Hashtag be your own boss. We got big personalities. We got big hair, big belt buckles. We got fans all across this big state and enemies in every other one. We even got a big star on the 50-yard line. Smirnoff knows football is a wee thing, an experience that is best enjoyed together. With good drinks and good folks home or away, we rally together. We cry together, and we always rally cry together because, most of all, we got big love for them boys. Smirnoff, we do game days. Please drink responsibly. Back to the Players' Lounge. The 2020-24 PBR World Finals are taking over at AT&T Stadium on May 18th and 19th. Don't miss your chance to see the biggest and the best bull riding action as the world's best riders fight for the coveted gold buckle. It all comes down to this. Two-day ticket packages are on sale now at SeatGeek.com, the official ticketing partner of AT&T Stadium. Go get that gold buckle. Let you go get that gold. You, you're a bull rider, right? You nah, get all that. Ooh, He's a bull rodeo guy. What is going on hey, today? Hey, Victory no, Tuesday, no, baby. Victory no, Tuesday. On a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, listen. <laughs> How do you Stop. bounce back? I've been to the rodeo, though. I ain't going to do I've been to the rodeo. But I only want to do the cook-off. I do, I'll go to the cook-off. Come on, it's a big deal in no, Houston, the, no, man. The, cook, the cook-off, no, the rodeo's a big deal in Houston. It's just, yeah. it's just not my cup of tea. We like bull riding and stuff. I watch Yellowstone. I'll be all right. But the cook-off. You get you a wristband to get into the cook-off? You oh, you, man, you winning. You won. You winning. Mm. Hey, man, uh, first of all, I just want, real quick, teams are scheming up number 11. 
and scheming them up. You see it. And offensive lines are just saying, we, what we're going to do, we're going to run. People talk, oh, you run at them, run at them. You see players, you see teams starting to run away from him, starting to max protect, starting to just let, try and run him by the quarterback. And my question is, man, when you have a guy like that that so much attention is being paid to him, why aren't the other guys? Eat? We only had one sack last night on Justin Herbert. And that was the, as good as the defensive line play, shutting down the run and, uh, and supporting the back. I just felt like, man, more guys should have been involved and got more pressure. Did y'all see the same thing or was it just a, a virtuoso performance, though? No, I want you – you know, guys are paying a little bit more attention. Well, they've been paying a lot of attention to the big bazooka. But um, I feel like in this instance with this game, stats didn't really tell the picture of the entire situation. Okay. how so? Because how so? when you look at it, they stifled that run game. I mean, you, you, I think it was 25 attempts, only 50 yards. 53 yards. 53 yards. So they stifled that run game. And then if you look at it, they might not have gotten those sacks, but there was pressure on Herbert pretty much the entire night. Yeah. Whether he was holding it long or not, whatever the case may be, there was pressure out there. So to me, I think those guys are winning their one-on-ones out there, and the stat sheets just didn't display that because you didn't see a whole bunch of sacks out there. Big Bazooka did his thing with one sack, but he was relatively quiet yeah. the rest of the night. To me, the rest of those guys, they did their job winning, especially D-Law when you talk about stopping the run out there. It did their job. It just didn't reflect on the stat sheet, in my opinion. Yeah, listen, I think I think just based off what Church has been talking about when we talk about Herbert, they affected the quarterback. They did. They, they affected a good quarterback, a good quality quarterback who people expected to be in the MVP race. They affected him, mm-hmm. and some of those throws were uncharacteristic because of the effect that the defense – he's worried mm-hmm. about, hey, man, I got to get the ball out of my hands quick because – I might get sacked, or I might get hit, or I might get pressured, and you saw that affect him even before they got into the game. Obviously, that, oh, yeah. <laughs> that he knew that he knew. Hey, man, this this, this <laughs> might this might be one of them. So I think they did their job. I think some games you have where, all right, you might not you might not hit the stat sheet like that, right? You mm-hmm. might you might not. You started off the year and you and you was wreaking havoc, and then now you might hit that little slump where okay, now we need to play more sound defensively. So where if we're not getting those type of plays, can we still sustain? Right. And they show that they can do that. And those sacks and turnovers, they always come in bunches. So once they start rolling again, it'll be three for Micah, two for yeah. Old Diggy Zoo, two for D Law, and then it'll be going crazy. I'm not worried about that. Real quick, now that I think about it, I'm looking at the game over here behind me, and I'm sitting there thinking in my head, man, as of right now, look, Joe Burrow's better than Herbert. Yes, he is. Yeah, because I'm looking at it. I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here. Because <laughs> I, I see it over there. That. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, man. And not even the whole Joe Burrow. You know what I mean? Herbert, he looked like a deer in headlights out there yesterday. Yeah. I mean, Smack. when you talk, he just looked like like when the moment was was too big for him out there. It just seemed like he didn't know what to do with it. Right. And that, that to me, that's frustrating because you know I, I believe in Herbert, but that yeah. that's frustrating. I do think he'll get back. You know, he'll get back into that upper echelon one of these days. But as of right now. Nah, he's a deer in headlights. I got to give my defense a lot of credit, though. And, and that's why I bring that question up because I felt like they should have had more sacks. And it was Justin Herbert moving up. In the, and I'm, he's 6'6", 200, whatever mm-hmm. he is, and he can throw that rock, okay, okay, first of all. And I seen a little bit more mobility. But I think that our defense was just all over him. I think he didn't have anywhere to go. And when the opportunity presented itself and he didn't make the play, that's what surprised me. That's where, that's where I was like, well, wait a minute, dog. I'm – 
What, what y'all do? You in? You know, like what's going on? Because he will make that play a hundred times out of a hundred, and that's the only thing to me that was that was a takeaway. And I got to give the defense credit, but on the other end, because I know you guys, man, y'all gonna talk about okay, we got this win. Calm down, Hegman. Let's talk about the upper echelon teams because we got some big teams coming up on the docket. Mm-hmm. And so for y'all, when I take this, when I take this victory. And I know we're not changing our picks mm-hmm. until we get through the bye week. Well, but does this okay? Does this victory, does this defense, and just the improvement coming back from that San Francisco loss, do you guys look at that now and say, all right, this may be the team that I expected or I thought they were going to be? Or does that doubt that came after the San Francisco 49ers game still linger? No, I'm still I'm, – I, I, might, I might switch some of my wins to losses still um, okay. as we move through the season. I still need to see more. Um, I will say this. I am happy that Big Mike went on ahead and did what he said he was going to do and play to his defense and kick that field goal on fourth down instead huge. of instead huge. of going forward because huge. we saw a previous game where he was like, I, well, I'm going so for the fourth. Yeah. I was, I'm, I'm, so ha- I'm so happy. I'm like, hey, oh, thank you, bro. Do what you said yeah. you are going to do because mm-hmm. it helped you. You win the game by the You were not opposed. To, you weren't opposed <laughs> no. to that. And look okay. at the, the, the vice versa. Stanley went because <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, took yeah, the yeah. damn points. But, so you know. now, so now like, I, I, I still need to see more, all right? I, I need to see more the upper echelon team that we played. Specifically what, though? When you say I need to see more. I want to see more offensively. I want to see Brandon Cooks and C.D. Lamb be a focal point of this offense on a consistent basis. Not one of these ones where, oh, Brandon Cooks called a touchdown, didn't really have that many yards, but he called a touchdown, and all all of a sudden he's there. Nah, Brandon Cooks is a 100-yard guy. Like, I need to see him be that 100-yard guy, and that's when I know that Dak Prescott and his receivers are clicking on all cylinders, and that's how we're going to then be able to move forward in the playoffs. You lost lost hope and and focus on your boy at number 10. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Nah, I just, yeah. yeah. It's something, it's something in the water right You can only go right by now. what you see. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean but, you know, but, some, some cats on this show, you know, sitting next to me, they, they like the front run. But, you know, <laughs> hey. I only go by what I see. I only go by what I see, man. Let me ask, but I, I know the bye week. We agreed as as a podcast that we would change in our picks to after the bye week. So, seeing the, the Cowboys get into the winning column here and before the bye, does that change your mind on anything? Are you still – I got big question marks. No, I got question marks. I'm still 11-6. Uh, I want to see what they do. And I, and I hate saying that because you can only play who's on your schedule. Right. But I got to see what they do against a more complete team. You know, when you look at the Chargers, yes, they're explosive offensively. But defensively, you know, they're dead last in the in the entire National Football League, giving up 25 points a game. So I got to see them go against a more complete team. But this was a sign in the right direction when you talk about Dak Prescott putting the team on his shoulders. Man, it's so easy to do a show, man, when you win, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, this so cool. And y'all so no, 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 don't go nowhere, dog. Y'all so cool, dog. You know, and then y'all owned it, though. You know, I should have put a taste of cake on it, but I didn't. Listen, I did, I didn't. But I know they coming. It it ain't, it ain't, it ain't my fault that 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 happened. It's the Cowboys' fault for going out there looking how they looked against 49ers that 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 made me change my mind because I had them. I was the same with you. What 13, five, 12? I mean, uh, 13 and four. Yeah, five, something another. Yeah, man. I'm just saying. I was with you and then they went out there and got stomped so let me let me make sure i break this down before we go talking cowboys gonna be kyle yomas barry church brian broaddus kurt daniels at, a, at 9 a.m uh, check us out baby for storylines with nick eatman it's gonna be nick and nate 
man, that's hey, storyline gonna be off the chain. Uh, Cowboys break Derek Eagleton, Nick Harris, Danny McCray, and John Machoda. Uh, mix shots Bill Jones, Mickey Spagnola, and Christy Scales. Hanging with the boys is Shannon Gross, uh, Aisha Morrison, Patrick Walker, and yours tr- truly. Uh, Players Lounge is Nui Scrubs, Jesse Holly, Everson Walls, and Jess Navarez. And Girls Talk, Boys Talk will be Nicole Hutchinson, Ambar Garcia, Isaiah Stanback, and Savannah. I cannot say that last name, but I'm sure she's a great person. Uh, So the podcasts are going to be going down. We got the media mix-up, and so we're going to have a whole bunch of fun. Make sure y'all come and join us for all the mix-up. But this has been the Players' Lounge, baby! (laughs) (laughs) Ain't this one of them sororities? This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!